anger. John chapter 8, verse 31. We've been talking about anger management. I've barely gotten into this. I really got kind of sidetracked last week. I think the Holy Spirit was really teaching us last week. I'm going to end on the scripture. I'm going to start with the scripture that we ended on last week. But we need to acknowledge that we have an anger problem. I believe that all of us encounter it in some way. And we're just going to dive into that again today. We've got to acknowledge that we have a problem. And funny thing about walking with Christ and being in the church is we want to act like we don't have a problem. We want to come in here, put on our nice clothes, put on our nice attitudes, and act like we don't have a problem. Well, it's the church that we need to, we need to deal with our problems. It's the Lord that needs to help us deal with our problems. We don't need to cover our problems when we get to church and then just let our problems remain. So part of what we're doing here is trying to take that mask off. And uh, I would also like to say, as Bill and Lynn were talking about our church, is that that church on the hill would be a place that you could be real. That's scary because I know that when you get to know the real me, you may want to reject me. That's the fear that we have. The, The spirit of rejection is if you'll get to know me, you won't like me. And it's not true. Uh, what's true is, is that if we will allow the Lord to get in us and move through us and change us, as uh, Mark Davis was saying in his word, that if we really have received Christ, we're going to change. We're going to be different. Not only that, we're going to be better. Our path, our future is going to be better. But when we keep putting these, these filters and these walls up, we never can get anywhere. I think it's the spirit of religion that Satan gets us to go in and put walls up and never change. So I feel like what's happening uh, over, over our church just in the last few weeks is the Lord is saying it's time to change. And I don't mean the church change. I mean us change. And be real and be okay with dealing with people's sin. If we can't deal with sin, what's the point of church? A church is a place for sinners. That's why I fit so well. Paul, the Apostle Paul says, I'm the chief sinner. I'm with you, Paul. We must be okay with each other's stuff that we're walking through. And then help them walk through it. John chapter 8 verse 31. So we're going to deal with anger. I'm going to try hard to get into this. We need to get not get angry. We need to deal with our anger. So Jesus saying to the Jews who believed him. Who had believed him. If. There's that if again. If you continue in my word. There's an attachment to it. If you do your part. If you continue in, your, in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth. What do you benefit by getting in the word? The truth. And the truth will make you free. You've come in here today and you're not free. Well, I want you to know there is a promise that if you will continue in the word, you will find truth. No power in hell can stop truth from coming to you. No person, no situation. If you will continue in the word. 
But, big but, church has a big but, but, I like big butts. And I cannot lie. Yeah. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll delete that from the, from the recording. <laughs> Hear me. I like to know the butts. What's the hindrance? What's the catch? What, can I, what will cause me to stumble? I want to know that. If you will continue in my word, then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. But the truth has to be received and accepted. We can hear the truth, but until we accept it and walk in it, nothing's going to happen. I can know the truth and walk in a lie. I have to walk. One thing that won't set me free is knowing what Elizabeth is doing wrong. How many of us know we have that gift of knowing what other people are doing wrong? Amen. That does not set you free. In fact, that will get you in bondage. What will set you free is knowing the truth about you and walking in it. Me receiving the truth from God for myself. So as you listen to this message, we all have an opportunity to learn something about ourselves and to pray and get with the Holy Spirit and ask God to make some healthy changes in our life. How many of you would like to spend not, how many of you would like to not waste another moment being angry? How many of you would like to not not spend another moment being angry over something that was 20 or 30 years ago? Listen, you laugh. You laugh, but I know it's true. Or for that matter, something that just happened this morning. That you might as well get over right now because you're probably going to get over it in two or three days. How many of you know this? The little stuff that happens this morning that you've gotten angry with, you'll hold on for a couple days, but then you'll eventually get over it. Right? So why not just get over it and save yourself the next two or three days and those around you? Everybody say amen. Yeah. God's just going to say, why don't you just go ahead and get over that? So if I can get over in three days, why can't I just decide? Everybody say decide. You decide. It's on me. But then you may say, but I feel. Then you fill in the blank. Well, that's where the problem is. But I feel. So what do you do with those feelings? Do what David did. Tell God. Cry out to him. Let him know. We read about, I think it might have been, was it Abraham Lincoln? I can't remember who would write the one letter and then send the other. He would write one letter just poo-pooing the person, tear it up, and then write another one. Write that first letter. Tell it to God. Burn it. And then let the Lord move in you and do something different. 
vent. We need to vent. And we have someone that we can vent to. How many of you know a lot of times you can vent to your spouse? Just not about your spouse. That was a good word of wisdom to somebody. If you're venting about your spouse, get that one to God. Or to someone that will encourage you to love your spouse. Not someone that's going to take you down the other direction. If you're, take, if you're going to somebody that's taking you down the other direction, go to God. He will lead you to all truth. But you need to vent, and God is the best one to vent to. Bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Tell God the way you feel. But then, but because of your grace, Lord, and your mercy and your power and your Holy Spirit in my, in my life, I don't have to move on these ridiculous feelings that I have that are wanting to react. When I turn to God and start to talk about these things, how many of you know sometimes when you share things out loud, you're like, that sounds stupid. It's so healthy to talk it out. And to realize that the Holy Spirit is in me and that the Lord is with me and I don't have to act on those feelings. Somebody's getting a word today to realize that way I always react. I don't have to react like that. Why? Because the Lord is in me. The Lord is in me. I can react differently. There is a lot of confusion over the emotion of anger. And the world's not confused with it. It's their weapon to use. They think that that is just how you react when you get angry. But what's incredible is a lot of Christians are confused because they really feel like, as godly individuals, that they should never have anger. And that's not true. The reality is the Bible says, be angry. And don't sin. King James, be angry and sin not. But I don't talk like that. Be angry and don't sin. Be angry. What would it mean to you if someone just said, don't ever be angry ever again? Cool. That'll never happen. I can't go down that road. I get angry. That's... At big stuff, at small stuff. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Everybody say, be angry. Now say the rest. Yeah, you keep reading. That's okay. Don't let, the, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. It's not what he says, but that's, what it, that's where he got that from. Elton John was trying to write a song. He just missed a couple words. He may not have wrote the song, but it doesn't matter. How, everybody, everybody think, how do I be angry and not sin? I think that's what we're trying to answer. The way to be angry and not sin is to feel the anger, but don't act on it. Instead, turn the problem, the situation, or the person over to God and let him be your vindicator. I'm sure there are many people that are in desperate need of this word to do that. You look really sweet, but I'm sure there's some angry people out there today. (laughs) 
I believe that there are people that wandered in this door today that's got some stuff going on inside of you that's hurting you, and it's hurting the people around you. Because when you get angry, you take it out on the people around you. It comes out of you. You may be at work. A man, a husband comes home from work and screams and rants and raves at his wife and his kids. And his wife says, what's going on with you? And he just kind of doesn't even deal with it. Just says, I don't know, I just had a bad day. I got stuck in traffic. When really what happened at work is another man got the promotion that he was supposed to get. He got looked over. He's working so hard and nobody's noticing. And what's happening is this anger is building up about his boss and about his future and maybe even about God that he's suppressing and pushing down. But what happens is that's got to go somewhere. And and sometimes we can keep it down, but it can't keep from kind of seeping through what we say. Because it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what's getting shoved down in my heart, eventually there's going to be some signs of it coming out of my mouth. That's why with counselors, what they try to do is just to get you to talk. Because eventually, what's in your heart will come out of your mouth. The wife says, where is that coming from? Basically asking, what is the root issue? Here's a word for you. Rotten fruit has always got a rotten root. There is always a reason. And one of the most amazing things that you can learn to do is that when you, when you get angry, remember, that's not sin. When you get angry, where we go from there is what's going to determine what happens next. And if we can ask, God, where's the root of what I'm feeling right now? What is the root of this anger? Already you're ahead. Because you've stopped your thinking, your, your volcano from erupting, and paused it. Now that anger is still there. How many of you know you can be angry, and you can kind of get over it, and then you can remember, and you can get just as angry in just a second? Anger is an explosion just waiting to happen. And I don't need a lot of preparing. I can get mad as snot in a second. And God is nowhere to be thought thought of. But the Lord says, wait, be angry. Take that and let me talk to you about it. Because there is a reason, there is a point to where you need to go next. I have a path for you to go next. And it's a path of breakthrough. It's a path of blessing. It's a path of favor. It's a path of restoration in you. But if you go your way, you are going to blow things up that are going to be almost almost impossible to repair. How many of you here have done something out of anger that you feel like you probably cannot repair? Well, I want you to know God can repair it. As bad as whatever happened, God can repair it, but you didn't have to go that way. Anytime we have an ungodly behavior, stop and ask God, God, where is this coming from? You'll be amazed at what you'll find out. Every time you go to bed at night, take an account 
What am I going to bed angry with? God, I'm going to give these things to you. I'm going to turn these things over to you. These things hurt me, and I'm just angry at this. God, I just need to give this to you. And you know what will happen? You'll sleep. You'll sleep well. Take a minute and search your problem. If there's a problem, work it out with God. And then be able to say, I'm happy. And I can go to bed without being angry. How many people do you think are, are, are in prison today or are in just terrible places because of allowing their anger to get the best of them? I believe that we have a world, and I believe we have a church full of anger. But the root of the problem is people are turning away from God. And you're not going to put God out of your life and have a nice life. So the, 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 the answer really is widespread revival, revival, but that can't even happen until we change individually. We have to do our part to get with God and to ask Him to change the things in our life that need to be changed. If you go around feeling guilty all the time, you're going to wind up angry. If you go around being stressed out all the time, you're going to wind up angry. If you go around being controlled by other people all the time, you're going to wind up angry. If you will let God, He will help you confront every single one of those things. If you will let God, he will help you confront and get through every one of those things. If you'll put up the next slide, I'm going to give you two points that I think are just awesome. I, I stole these. The only way out of anything is through. Avoidance never sets us free. The only way out of where you are is through. I'm going to refer back to Bill and Lynn when they showed up here at the church. The only way for them to get to where they are today was through. That was the only way was through it. And I think I even told them, this is not going to be overnight. This is going to take time and this is going to hurt. But I promise you, if we will trust God, he will do it. He can restore the unrestorable marriage. He can restore the unrestorable life. You may think you're here today and you just cannot be restored. Well, from the words of one of our VBS kids, that's a lie. You know, we keep referring back to that. I'm telling you, that's one of the most profound statements ever. Now, the way he said it, I'm not going to apply it that way. But that's a lie. God can restore you, and you can have power over your anger. You can. Today, we, we live in a drive through everything, but you cannot get a drive through breakthrough.
Breakthroughs take time. Breakthroughs take change. Honestly, breakthroughs take death. We read this morning the first of the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will inherit the kingdom of God. It's the ones that are willing to say, I can't do anything with what I've got in front of me, and I must have God. Those that will approach their situation with God, with knowing, with you on your own, you can't do it, but with God I can, those are the ones that will inherit the kingdom of God. Total reliance on God. And for you to overcome your anger, it's going to take total reliance on God. Because we're afraid the, the people that made us angry will get away with it. We're afraid that we'll just allow that person to keep hurting us. That won't happen. God will care for you, and he'll fix that situation. The only way you're going to get breakthrough with issues that you have in your life is by saying, Holy Spirit, teach me truth and give me the grace that I need to apply this truth in my life. I want you this morning to make a decision that you are refusing to live in bondage any longer without confronting it and without doing what needs to be done to get set free. We want the results without the work. God does not operate like that. God says, if you will heed my word and follow it, you will be blessed in this city and blessed in the country. You will be the head and not the tail. You will be above and not beneath. But we want all those things from Deuteronomy 28 without doing the if. If you will plug into a small group and share your anger stuff, you will get free because this church is full of angry people that have gotten over that have gotten through, that have pressed through. There's not anybody sitting in here that has gotten breakthrough that has not been through something to need that breakthrough. I've had lots of breakthrough because I've had lots of challenges in my life. Again, I'm going to go back to Bill and Lynn. They asked for help. What happened? They got help. Then they went and did it. What happened? They got the rewards of what they did. With your anger, you've got to plug in. You've got to plug into the Word. You've got to plug into the Spirit. You've got to plug into the body. I don't know. I can't speak for everyone here, but I can tell you, I don't think that you can shock me with your stuff. I don't think I'll run from you. I don't know. I, I, I mean, there could be that one moment that I'm like, but I don't think so. I mean, I'm not God. But I don't believe that we're a church that's going to run. I don't believe that any of my small group leaders are going to run from you. They're going to help you. Why? Because they have the word. They have the Holy Spirit, and they have the support of this body. What are you going through? Stop doing it on your own. 
and stop setting on fire everywhere you go. God wants to restore you. God wants to restore your mind, restore your heart, restore your health, restore your future. As though the locust, that's, that's a scriptural word, as though the locust never came and destroyed it all. Your whole field is barren. God wants to restore it like nothing had ever gone wrong. It was perfect, perfect soil, perfect rain, perfect situation, and an abundance of a crop coming up in you. That's what God wants to do in you. I'm going to end with just saying this. You want your life to change. You're here for a reason. And most of the time we're here because we don't like the way things are going. That's why we typically will turn to God is because we don't like the way we're doing things on our own. Get in this and do it. And your life will change. I promise. And that promise is based on who God is and his word. His word says if we will do his word, if we will read it and do it, he will do what this word says in you. We all stand up with me. If you're here today and church is just not what you know, you're here today and you can just say deep in your heart, I, I don't follow Jesus. Scriptures, the Bible teaches us, and it, if you didn't know this, the, the Bible is full of, of words that says in John chapter 1 that Jesus is the word. And Jesus' words to us says that if anyone will call on him, you'll be saved. Can we just make things simple today? And I'm just, we're just going to bow our heads. And if you've never made that decision and you know that there is something more for you today, I just want to encourage you to call on him. That's the first step is to call on him. Jesus, I need help. My life is a failure everywhere I turn. I'm, it's just falling apart. I can't make ends meet no matter how hard I try. Jesus, I'm calling on you to help me. Would you just do that for the first time today? That's the first step is just acknowledging your great need. And Jesus says, I came for the broken not for the perfect. I came for the sinner. Jesus is saying to you, I came for you. Father God, in Jesus' name, right now as we just call on you, Lord God, save us from the stuff we're walking through and help us to turn to you. Lord, help us as a body, those that are calling on you for the first time, to help them to begin the journey of following you. 
Let us be disciple makers in this place, Lord. Let us be people that will follow up and walk a mile with each other. That we would cry with one another, that we would laugh with one another, but we would also walk through life together. God, your word says that you would never leave us or forsake us. This friend that you're calling on this morning, church, will never leave you. Never. There is no force on this earth strong enough to get him to leave. But I want you to make a commitment today to follow him. And we're going to help you. Father God, give us breakthrough over our anger. When we get angry, Lord, let us pause just long enough to look to you and help us. You said that the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Well, God, you're going to have to do it. That's what you said, God. It's not what I said. That's your thing. Help me with my anger. And help my anger lead me to righteousness, not to destruction. Thank you for restoring us and for giving us your word. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to lead us and guide us into all truth this week as we get in your word and we seek you in all that we do. Father God, help us to love those that are unlovable. Help us to recognize those in need. And Lord, give us the provision to help them when we see them. Lord, give us breakthrough in our church and in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Now let us just visit together and go out and have some snacks and love on each other. And Lord, I just pray for our best week this week. Just thank you, Lord. Father God, bring Justin home safe from Israel. Thank you, Lord, for him, for our staff. Lord God, bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week.